Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I've got a very special guest. She is going to be a junior at the Ohio State University um, swimming and diving team. She has one of the coolest foodie Instagrams I have seen to date. Uh, it has tons of vegan, gluten-free treats, recipes, all kinds of good stuff at Crazy Cup of Coffee. That is C-R-A-I-S-E, Crazy Cup of Coffee on Instagram. Today, we are sitting down with Aislinn Walsh. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> My, my name. So the way that's spelled, that's my nickname, AZ. Yeah. Uh, it was my nickname in high school. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, like, how, how did Crazy AZ tell me the origin of that one? I just, I mean, a big personality, little, little town. My team um, in high school, I came from a high school that was only 250 kids a class. So our team was really, really small compared to the team I'm on now. Um, and I just, I was one of those like kids that everyone's like, oh, she, she'll make you laugh if you, if you need it, if you have a bad day or something. So I was known as crazy AZ all four years of high school. It's a great nickname. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, so crazy AZ taking us through her crazy cool Instagram today. Um, so I want to get some background on you first, Aislinn. Uh, first off, I guess, how'd you get into swimming? My dad actually swam. Um, he's one of seven kids in his family and they all swim. Um, they actually all shared two pairs of goggles between the seven of them back in the day. Um, he swam for Notre Dame um, under Tim Welsh and he was a 200 flyer. So I think I swim 200 fly and 100 fly now. That's where <laughs> the I best that. events. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they put me and my older sister, younger brother in swimming, my parents did, when we were all around four to six years old. Ironically, my sister loved it, doesn't do it now. I hated it. My brother loved it. And then as the years went on, they both quit and I kept going. So it was kind of funny to how that played out. Like my sister doesn't, she doesn't do sports anymore. My brother's into the basketball stuff, but I was the only one out of the three of us that decided to stick with it. That is pretty interesting. Uh, <clears throat> and obviously you, you've, you've stuck with it for a while now. You're on the Ohio State team. Um, and so, I mean, tell me about how you got into food. Um, I know we talked earlier. It kind of came about during the quarantine. Um, so, yeah, can you take us through what before the COVID pandemic what did you have dietary restrictions and, and what was your day-to-day -day nutrition like? Yeah. So I would always come home from practice in high school. My mom would have dinner made. So I had that luxury um, all four years and or pretty much my whole life before freshman year. Um, I'd always like, I've always been taught to eat like healthier things, like never restrict anything, but like these are the healthy options and like have dessert when you're done with dinner. Um, um, and last year I was on my own for the first time ever. And so I was a little bit overwhelmed, not being able to cook, not being able to 
have anyone tell me like, okay, don't eat that. Like eat this, like this will help you swim fast. This probably won't type of thing. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of lost control a little bit, just like not really knowing what the best options were. And so I ended up uh, reaching out to our Ohio state nutritionist. We have a, a thing called the fuel zone on deck actually in our pool. Um, and so that was super helpful last year, just with all the other stresses from freshman year. Um, and our fuel zone had like prepackaged meals, like they had gluten-free ones. Um, and I had actually just found out that my sister, who was only about two hours south in Cincinnati, she went to uh, Xavier University. She had been diagnosed with celiac disease. Um, and so like a long time ago, my dad had had colon cancer. So we have like a history of um, just like, stomach problems and stuff in that realm. And so I was always wondering like, that might be, that might be something for me because I've always had stomach problems, you know? Um, but yeah, so how the food account came about was I just, once we hit the pandemic, I was like, I'm, I'm sick of feeling like this all the time and feeling run down and um, not physically in the best shape and a little bit sluggish in the water. So I figured we're in a, we're in a global pandemic, like everybody needs to eat and everybody's a little bit stressed out because, you know, we can't go anywhere. We can't swim. So nobody knows what to do without swimming, honestly. Um, so yeah, we're in a, we're in a global pandemic. Like I'm, I'm not alone in this, like no one's going to be alone in this. So I just decided let's make something to show people like, here's a recipe. It's right there on the page. You don't have to click any links to find it. And it ended up working up really well. I've had people send me pictures of my recipes, tag me on Instagram that they made my recipe and they're like loving it. So I, I'm glad I could have that impact on my friends and on some of my teammates here. Yeah, that seems like a good impact to have. Do you remember the first recipe you posted on this Instagram? Yeah, it was, I started March 17th. So it's St. Patrick's Day, I think 2020. It was a green smoothie. <laughs> The pictures from way back, I think I've deleted it, but the pictures from way back last year were like are nothing compared to the little theme I kind of have going on now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really like to look back because I'm kind of like secondhand embarrassed for myself because it's just like, it's not what it is now, but had to start somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's a good sign of anything really is that as it's progressed, you know, you've had it for about a year and a half now, it seems like it's grown and yeah. you've obviously matured with it as well. Um, so tell me about these, uh, these different recipes, what kinds of things can people expect to find on there? Do you have any favorites? Yeah. Do you mind if I pull it up as well? Not at all. Please do. So unintentionally, most of these recipes are, are baked goods or snacks because I always love to come back from afternoon practice, uh, eat my dinner and just snack on something sweet. Um, but I'm also like, I've noticed like about the vegan gluten-free, I'm a little bit sharper, like intellectually, like intelligently, I guess, um, just being able to think more clearly. So I try to keep like a lot of the process and the white sugars out of my diet, just because that works for me. So I, I like to make all these recipes without some of them will say vegan, but I don't like to say vegan because I feel like people are like, Oh, it's vegan. Like that's, 
annoying or something like that. So I just, it's implied that everything is vegan and gluten-free, but I don't always say that. Um, definitely my favorite, I don't always post it, but I've had the same recipe for breakfast, avocado toast, the exact same thing every single day since I think October, maybe since I've been back at school in August. Um, that's on here a couple times, but I mean, there's so many, there's so many things on here and I put a big emphasis on variety that like, I mean, if you, if, if you were thinking of anything in specific, it's probably on here at some point. Um, yeah. I respect the consistency. I'm also someone who has eaten the same breakfast for quite some time now. Uh, <laughs> and so, so switching gears a little bit, you mentioned going gluten-free, you mentioned transitioning to a vegan diet. Was, were there challenges associated with those transitions for you? I mean, yeah, it was, it was a little difficult figuring out how to get all of the vitamins and proteins and just, it was just a weird feeling. Like at first, at first I went pescatarian, my whole family decided to go pescatarian over the summer. And then eventually it was vegetarian. And then I'm the only one that's actually stuck with fully vegan, but it was really nice without, without swimming, actually for those three or four months that we were out of the water, I was able to figure it out. And so when I came back to school, I had every, every recipe just in a virtual cookbook here. Like I could know this, this dinner made me feel good. I'll eat it tonight after practice and I'll feel good in the morning. Um, my mom actually didn't have to cook one dinner over the pandemic summer because she was working still. She was, works in healthcare. Um, so yeah, my sister and I, we just like, we just figured it out. Basically we would look on Pinterest for ideas. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I eat more burgers now than I did before I was vegan because of the beyond burger. So that's also a favorite that I put on here a lot. Do you, do you find yourself missing anything that would be in a normal diet that isn't in a vegan diet? Sometimes. I, I, I heard that when you go vegan plant-based that you end up stop having like those cravings eventually. Um, sometimes here and there I'll be like, oh, like my roommate's dinner smells really good. Like she's cooking chicken or something. Mm. The thing that's actually harder is gluten-free because not necessarily like vegan versus not because everything is a substitution and that's the same with gluten-free, but the substitutions from gluten-free and not, sometimes they kind of miss the mark, you know? <laughs> and the only thing that actually is a little bit more difficult than that is that a lot of the really good vegan products aren't gluten-free. So it's just a matter of like finding and searching. And I, I'm extremely consistent in finding, like, it's a, I have emphasis on variety, but like I'm very consistent in the meals that I eat because there's not a whole lot, but I mean, new products are coming out all the time. Like our dining halls are filled with vegan products now, which they didn't have last year. So it's becoming a lot more accessible. Agreed. I'm, I'm also mostly on a vegan diet. Um, I will branch out here and there, but I've yeah. done gluten-free before as well. And I totally agree with your description. The gluten-free substitutes sometimes miss the mark. <laughs> Uh, they can, they're not the best always, 
Um, but I think for a lot of the vegan substitutions, it's, it's almost like you don't even know, notice the difference, um, right. especially if you're cooking with, with, with flavors and spices and, you know, adding a variety of vegetables or other assorted, um, ingredients, you know, it's like, what's the difference really? Yeah. Um, so d you've talked about, you've, you've hit on a couple times, you felt a lot of, you felt a lot of mental clarity. Your, your brain was kind of working a little quicker. Um, did you notice other side effects from once you switched diets? And if so, how long did that take before you kind of started to notice these side effects? Right. So I didn't really notice a whole lot until I got back to school in August. We ended up getting back in the water um, beginning October this year. And I had been vegan for about three months at that time. And so, I mean, I was swimming at home, but it was kind of just like getting back in shape and we weren't really doing a whole lot because we'd been out for four to five months. Um, but I definitely noticed that once we were back into like our peak shape and we were able to like do like sets, pace sets, like all types of different things, I could, I could hold on for longer. So I could hit my pace times for longer um, amounts of yards than I could last year. And when I would come back the next morning for the next practice, I wasn't as, I was still tired, but I wasn't as broken down. And I feel like I could like catch up better overnight, if that makes sense. So it was like a recovery and a performance aspect, pretty much in and out of the water. I felt like my body would just like snap back and like be ready to go again. Um, over time, obviously like everybody's exhausted to some extent. Um, but I think I've had the most consistent training this year than I've ever had in my entire life. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of this diet, but I've been super consistent with the diet I've had this whole year. So I, I mean, I think it is. I think dietary consistency is one of the most underrated things in humanity. Um, in, ter in terms of feeling physically good, feeling mentally good, having, <laughs> having mental clarity, having, right. being able to physically perform or just physically move and operate in the world. Um, so again, yeah, I, I obviously can't say for sure either if that has an effect, but I do feel like there is something to be said. I agree with you on that point um, about having a consistent diet. And you did mention you had that period where you were out of the pool to adjust because I think a lot of people when they, especially athletes, when they think of a vegan diet, they're like, well, am I going to, you know, if I cut out animal products, I think the big buzzword is protein, right? Am I going to be able to get enough protein? I'm going to, am I, is my body going to be able to recover at the same level that it is? Um, and it seems like you've been able to kind of do that. What were your keys in that period, in that month period where you weren't swimming, um, of, of getting that diet down and making sure, okay, I think this is going to work for me once I do transition back into my training. Right. So I, my head coach always talks about when freshmen come in, they're either a six monther or an 18 monther. And it's like, that means either you perform really well your freshman year or you have some more work to do before you finally make that mark and so 
I've kind of figured out that I I was the 18 monther, but my 18 months got cut short, um, unfortunately. So when I came home, not only was I trying to get my nutrition and stuff intact, I was also working out every single day at a level where I could try and match the intensity that I would have been getting swimming here this summer or last summer. Um, and so I had actually written, written down every workout that I've done since middle of March, 2020. Um, I mean, yeah, like that's, I, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. You can cut that part out. Um, can you, can you say that question again? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you were establishing this diet, um, what right. were your key points? What were you trying to make sure like, okay, I need to get this much of protein or whatever, you know, were you counting your grams of protein, your grams of carbs, et cetera? You know, how, how are you kind of measuring that and measuring success with the overall diet within your training? Yeah. So I don't, I don't ever like to count anything and obviously I'm not like anybody, I'm not, no one needs to listen to me, but I, I don't ever tell anybody, oh, you should count stuff if you're like worried about it. Um, because that's what our nutritionist is for. But I was just focused solely on how I feel, which I've always been told in the water, do not think about how you feel because you don't need to feel good to swim fast. But Aside from workouts, I was noticing how I felt before. So if I used, I, my favorite pre-practice is a go macro bar. If you've ever heard of those, it's just a little bar with like 20 grams of protein. I think it's like 200 some calories. And it took me a while to find those and to find something that worked before practice that I didn't feel was super filling, but filled me enough to where I wasn't hungry in the middle of practice because that happened a lot last year. You know, you'd get, I'd get lightheaded. I'd be way too full and then I'd feel like I was going to throw up. Um, and then afterwards it was, okay, I need a snack before dinner so I can get some homework done and then make dinner and not feel like I'm running on empty for so much. And it's just, it, it really is just like listening to your body and, and like knowing what you need. And I've always kind of struggled with, am I eating enough? Because we, I have an Apple watch and we, um, log all of our workouts. And there have been days where I was like, there's, there's no way I've eaten this much today. Um, so it's just really a self-awareness of knowing what makes you feel good and knowing what to eat before practice, after practice, and even during, if that's an option. Um, yeah. So, you, you were keeping track of, of the food. You weren't counting, but you were, did you keep a log or a journal at all? You, I mean, you mentioned your Apple watch for the workouts, but were you writing down the, the feelings, how you were feeling before workout, after workout, um, while transitioning on this diet at all? I did a couple of times. I wasn't super, um, up to date with that all year, just because I wanted, that wasn't my focus. My focus was I'm going to get myself ready to come back and be in the best shape I could possibly be in. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I pretty much got it down pretty quickly because I know everyone, no one likes to not feel good. Um, so I was just like, I was switching everything every day. And then once I found something that worked, I just clicked and kept going with it. And, and so <clears throat> I think lots of coaches do say that 
feel in the water doesn't mean a whole lot, but I think feel generally, <laughs> maybe outside the water does mean a lot, right? It's like right. you, the more aware of your body you are, the more you kind of know what's going on <clears throat> inside you, around you. So what I'm getting is that you were feeling pretty good on this diet. You got, you get back to Ohio state, you get back into training and you start feeling really good. Is that something you were vocal about at all? Did your teammates kind of notice that? Um, did they comment at all? How, how have, has this diet affected the team at all? Uh, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I know that there are, I mean, I think almost all the women on my team follow my account. Um, some of the men's team does as well, but there are a, a handful of girls. We call our, our gluten-free sisters because we're all the gluten-free girls on the team. And it's nice because they'll, they'll show me some of the recipes and they'll share some with me that I could potentially use. And um, there are a couple of people who have actually come to me and asked about like, Hey, what, what would you think if I started doing this? And I've told people like, don't, don't just go vegan, you know, like you gotta like, it's just like anything you gotta ease your way into it. Um, but I mean, I, I, I will speak for, honestly, like I, I came back in incredible shape for me. And like, I thought that was the best shape I've ever been in in my entire life. And I still, I still think that right now. And I've, I haven't had this much, you know, physical mental confidence in myself like ever. And it is a result of having 100% control of what I put in my body every day. Um, and I think a lot of people's heads did turn to that and they saw like, okay, she's, she's figured it out. So as a whole, I think our team has started to figure out things a lot better for that. And my team's fit. Like we, we lift, we've been lifting all summer and the numbers have just gone up and it's, it's just been such a good summer of training. And I think I think nutrition has had a lot to do with it, but also just culture and support of each other has helped people just grow so much in that aspect. Being on a college team seems like a very good place to be <clears throat> in any college. Uh, <clears throat> we've, we've had quite a few uh, Ohio State Buckeyes on the podcast recently. And uh, it's, it's been nice to talk to them and they have every, all of them have glowing things to say about what's going on in Columbus. Um, but, it, but it seems like the diet is still working for you. So you have been doing this for over a year now. Is that right? Right. Um, <clears throat> did, have you taken stock at all? Have, have things changed as you've moved along, especially recently, just in the past few months um, has, have you come to any new realizations about, oh, maybe I'll add this into the diet or maybe I'll take this out? Uh, yeah, so I have noticed as we got into deep training, um, I started to feel really run down again, kind of like last year and a little bit like just emotionally up and down. So I was like, I don't know what this is about. Like I was having such a great time over quarantine and coming back in. And once we got into about December, I um, reached out again to our nutrition people and she had actually hooked me up with some like vitamin recommendations and with some supplements. And I was deficient in like a couple of things like calcium and vitamin B12, uh, which are like vital for vegans to be taking, uh, let alone a vegan athlete. So once I got 
that back on track, I boosted back up and I've been consistent with all of those things. Um, every now and then, like I like to take a shot of beet juice, just get the blood flowing a little better. And I think that helps practice sometimes if it's not physically, it's mentally, but, um, yeah, those are just some stuff that I like to do. Uh, my, my, my brother is the one who got me on the vegan train and oh, wow. B12 and beet juice are two things that he, he preaches. <laughs> so I'm curious though. Did, is he, um, familiar with the game changers? Yes, he has. He has seen that, uh, Rip Esselstyn, you know, who the, he, he was in the game changers. I swim with that guy. Oh, wow. he's, he's, uh, he's. University of Texas swimming alum. Um, we've we've done a, a feature or two on him before, but yes, sorry. Can please continue game changers. Well, that's just that was my motivation. My sister, from her um, experience at a farm sanctuary, she had to be vegan for a week, um, just at a little mission trip with some classmates. Uh, she ended up coming home when we all went into lockdown and quarantine, and she showed my family this video, and that's what made my entire family be like, oh, maybe we should not be eating the way we've been eating for so long. Um, and even my brother, my brother, younger brother is an athlete. He's basketball and soccer uh, and track. So he is extremely active as well. I got a teenage boy to go vegan. And like that, that's hard to do because he, he's a carnivore. Like he doesn't want to do that. Um, and I think now like my family's loosened up a little bit because they're, their food freedom they want to do what they want to do and that works for them and this works for me but we all talk about that movie all the time the documentary because it was enough for me to hear like oh going vegan might make you perform better um that was enough for me to be like i'm, I'm sold and i'm going to figure it out and i'm going to share it and do it <clears throat> i i love that i love the open-mindedness of it right it's like you and especially in our culture, I think meat's a big deal and it's a big part of our culture. And, you know, once, once you can sit down and have a conversation with someone and say, look, you don't have to do it forever. Just give it a shot and see what sure. you think. Um, that's, that's certainly how I was introduced to it. There's a, there was a challenge where you, you try to be vegan for the month of January. Um, and uh, I did that. And it was like, after 30 days, it was like, yeah, this is, I, I enjoy this. Why not? Um, so it was, exactly. <laughs> uh, so game changers, listeners, check it out. I still haven't seen it. Uh, my brother has told me about it, but um, I still need to watch it. That would be an incredible thing for, I think, all athletes to watch because they're working with professional football players. And I just think that a lot of people, it makes a lot of people's heads turn. So I, I loved it. I've watched it twice. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that I can see the heads turning now. Um, <laughs> I, I, again, I've heard great things. So this, the movie is obviously one thing that people can do. If, if you're talking to someone and you say, Hey, give this a shot. Um, what, what other recommendations would you have? Um, because like you said earlier, you don't just you don't just drop everything and, and become a vegan, especially if you're an athlete. Um, what made your transition easier? I think it was just being home and not 
having anything else to do, um, which isn't very good advice for people wanting to try it. But that's what I have my food account up for. So people, if they want to try, I know there's a girl on my team in the class ahead of me who will have, um, she'll switch it up. She'll have tofu for a night instead of like chicken, but another night she'll have chicken. So it's just, it's just a little bit of switching and testing some stuff out. And I, like I said earlier, I put all of my recipes and stuff in the comments of my posts because I, I always got kind of annoyed going on other people's accounts and having to like read, Oh, click here, go to the link. I don't, I don't want to go to the link. Like I just wanted to stay there. <laughs> um, and I put it in words that I think young people who can read would be able to follow. Um, so it's just, it's just a matter of having the time to figure it out. Um, it is hard at first, but it's all substitutions and it's, it's really fun to get to, um, change it up, I guess, and just not, not have the same old thing. And it's, it's part of the environment. I like, I care about the environment. So it's plants, plant-based. Um, it just, it makes you feel good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at a stack of banana spinach pancakes right now, (laughs) which sounds interesting, I think to, to a lay person or a a non-vegan and they are bright green which is a little uh jarring but i am a pancake aficionado and i i gotta say these look pretty appetizing and i would love to give those a shot i i did eat that whole stack (laughs) that's impressive this is this is i think this stack is five five pancakes which uh I do have my own pancake rating system and five pancakes is the highest. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's a good stack. Uh, nice. Do, so do you come up with a lot of these recipes? Is this kind of your creativity blended, blended with your influences? Um, how do you come up with a lot of these recipes? Where do they come yeah. from? Um, so a lot of them I actually have just fiddled around with and, and made, um, is a little difficult with like cookies and stuff like that because like the baking soda versus baking powder. Um, there is, what am I allowed to promote someone else's account or just like mention it? I mean, uh, I, yeah. so there's just Your one podcast. account. That, there's just one account that please cut that out as well. <laughs> um, there's one account that I, her name's Maggie Bakes Grace, and she swam for uh, Minnesota, and I absolutely love her recipes because they're just there's just everything it's not all vegan it's not all gluten-free it's 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 just literally everything and I love to look at what she does and go you know go on to Pinterest couple find a couple recipes um sometimes I'll just I'll look up a recipe and I'll be like okay I can tweak this in multiple different places and kind of make it mine um my favorite thing to do for if something's gluten-free, like I, I don't like gluten-free flour at all. Um, I will blend up oats, like quick oats and make oat flour. And I think that makes it 100 times better. Um, so pretty much like all of my baking recipes, I'll, that's just one little boring substitution that I'll do. Um, and then a lot of the other like little like snacks, like apple nachos is one of my favorite snacks to make. Uh, between practices it's just like honey crisp apples like my favorite snack 
some drizzled peanut butter on it. Um, I'm sure I wasn't the first person to come up with that, but I make that in all types of different ways. Um, I just like, I love like little snacks and little like things that'll make me feel good before practice, after practice. And just, there's no, there's no guilt in any of these recipes, if that makes sense. You know, I know a lot of people will be like, you're an athlete, like you're eating cookies every night. Well, yeah, like they taste good, but they also don't have anything bad in them. So like, I'll eat as many cookies as I want every night. And I think another thing here is that even if your, no matter what your dietary restrictions are, if you're a swimmer, these are recipes that you can get behind because we're always looking for snacks, right? We're always looking for, for healthy things to fuel us, to recover us, to get us ready for practice. But, uh, whether, whether, whether you're vegan, non-vegan, gluten-free, non-gluten-free, I mean, these are, these are tasty treats, easy to make. A lot of these are super easy to make in your own home, in your kitchen, in your dorm. Uh, and, and they taste good, like you said, they're, and they're guilt-free. Um, I, so I want to ask if, again, you've gone from freshman year where you, you didn't cook at all. You didn't, you know, you were, you were kind of lost a little bit to heading into your junior season where you have a, you have a food Instagram. <clears throat> I mean, that's a pretty big 180. So if I'm a college freshman or if I'm about to, if I'm a high school senior now coming into my freshman year of college, um, just nutrition wise, again, whether it's gluten-free, vegan, whatever, whatever, however you eat, um, what advice would you give living in the dorms, being the first time away from home and trying to adjust to new life with, with school, college training and managing your nutrition? Right. Advice. I think, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. I would give advice to myself by saying just, I mean, listen to yourself and ask for help because I mean, what's nice about being, um, I know it's like this on probably every team in the country, but especially with Ohio state's teams, um, the seniors always talk to freshmen. We're so tight knit and inclusive like that. And I remember, I think I've talked to at least every senior my freshman year asking, what can I do about this? Like, what can I do about this? I didn't do it enough but I did it like a good amount. Um, and I know, I know some of my, my freshman friends next year are already following my account and I want to do something that's even if it's like a little highlight reel or something about, um, staying on task, eating well in a dorm, because it is really hard. Um, I'm definitely going to look into that because I don't want people to have to struggle with that the way I did, but it's not impossible. It's just a matter of, figuring it out, having some staples in there. If it's like oats in a jar, make some overnight oats before morning practice. Um, and what's so nice is that, especially at Ohio State, like well, we have resources like a nutritionist in a field zone. So it wasn't, it's probably, it wasn't as hard as I made my, made it for myself because I just, I just was a freshman from Michigan. I don't really know what's going on. Um, but I think, did that, did that answer your question? Yeah. I ask for help and don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. 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 It um, is a difficult topic sometimes to ask, like, 
I don't know if I'm eating the right things. I don't know what to do about like food's always a little bit of sensitive topic for some people, but um, if it's not like, I'm always open. I'm always, I love answering DMS from um, some people like I've heard of, like some people that went to my high school will DM me sometimes. I don't really know them personally, but I'm like, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, just let me know what you need. I'd, I'd love to talk about it. If you have a question for Aislinn, you can DM her at crazy cup of coffee. That's C-R-A-I-S-Y cup of coffee. Uh, crazy AZ, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank it's, you so it, much. Yeah, it's been, it's been great talking. And uh, again, follow Aislinn at crazy cup of coffee, at crazy cup of coffee on Instagram for some delectable snacks vegan gluten-free recipes uh Aislin, any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today thank you so much for listening and i hope you'll love my account you've been listening to the swim swam podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel for more videos as well